0: It's Sunday Morning with Kitty on 96.1 BBB and another Sound Palette segment. Inez Rubistello and her husband, Stephen, run on the square in Tarboro and own the Tarboro Brewing Company. I actually first met Inez maybe five years ago at Terra Vida and there was some kind of connection. I love this woman. Her story is remarkable. We'll get into that in a minute. But first... When there's so many food and wine and drink festivals, how does Terrabita stand out in your opinion?
1: Well, two words. Uh, Colleen Minton.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. she, I, I love her. I love her energy. I love what she's doing. You know, I feel badly that she continues to involve us because I know she has other newer chefs and, and people out there that should be coming. And, and she always stands by on the square and Tarbo Brewing Company. And it's very kind. And we're thrilled. It's the only food event we do on a yearly basis. And it's because the quality of that festival is just, it's top notch. Everything is so well done. Her husband's pretty great, too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, Inez, it's not really a surprise with your background and expertise in wine that you have many times compared life to wine.
1: Well, wine is always evolving, both, you know, going forward and sometimes going backwards and sometimes staying the exact same. And there are definitely seasons in my life where I felt like I have gone backwards, way backwards. There are definitely seasons where I feel like I've propelled forward to a better space. And then there are seasons when I am, you know, flatlining. And wine, you know, depending on when you open it, you could be aging it. For five years, 10 years. And when you open that bottle, you, you have no idea where that wine will be. Sometimes it's magical and beautiful and incredibly amazing. And then sometimes it's, they say, gone dumb and just, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lapsed. And then other times it tastes exactly like you remember it.
0: Let's hope the next one is phenomenal that you yeah, open. Always. So many people know this and some don't that loving wine like you do. You ended up with a coveted job of beverage director at Windows of the World on top of the World Trade Center. I can't imagine what kind of effect September 11th must have had on you.
1: Yeah, you know, life stopped. A lot of tears, a lot of anger, a lot of hurt and mourning and grief and and of course as many people, what if? and uh, all the whys that you can possibly imagine.
0: Well, you came out of those ashes to this entirely new life, and do you think back? I wonder where I would be if this had not happened. Would I have been in Tarboro, or would I still be in New York?
1: You know, I like to think that if it hadn't happened... you know, I probably would be in New York. I probably would be single and not have any, not have my beautiful children. I'd probably be a workaholic. Um, might have an alcohol problem. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't now, but <laughs> I might have a worse one. Um, and I don't think I would have the joys of being able to give back. Uh, like I do now. and My dad always says the Lord works in mysterious ways. You hear everything happens for a reason. Um, you can find joy in anything if you choose you know, to search for it, however you want to, say, make lemonade from lemons, I guess.
0: Yeah. You were the first one. I know you and Vivian have traveled a lot of the same paths, but you were the first one to be in the big city, to come back home, to open a restaurant, now a brewery, TCB. And when you opened On the Square, what year was that actually?
1: It it was 02. We will be 15 next month in October. Wow.
0: Wow. That's hard to believe, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What
0: was the vision for On the Square, and how has it changed?
1: You know, it opened in 02. We bought it from Frances Liverman, who is still our general manager. She's still there. She's um, a saint. (laughs) she puts up with more than she ever bargained for when she sold us that place Uh and she uh, keeps it running every single day. And uh, we call her, you know, the boss for sure. And it just, it's evolved into so much. Uh, At the beginning, you know, Stephen and Francis were cooking, you know, in the dining room on a panini press. And, uh, you know, we started with breakfast and lunch and then first Stephen did was get rid of breakfast and then opened up, you know, on Thursday, Friday nights, and it was just tapas style, and there was no liquor. And it was like every year we added something. We eventually got a point of sale, then we got a liquor license, and then we got a bartender, and then the wine list started evolving from under $10 to. <laughs> way more than uh, a <laughs> small town like Tarboro should ever have, right. but they deserve it. And it's, um, we hope it's a way for people to come and visit and then eventually want to visit more and then possibly come and live, work, play. I'm so lucky that I married someone who loves my hometown as much as I do because he's passionate about making Tarboro such a special, special sp- place. And we want everybody to see how special it is. And so, yeah, you know, on the square 15 years later, people are still coming to eat lunch or dinner. On Wednesday nights, um, we have sushi. <laughs> so it's very random. <laughs> yeah.
0: You decided, gosh, we, we just don't have enough to do, so let's open a brewery. But it actually had to do with the building itself. It, it seemed like a, a perfect place to, for you to expand.
1: Yes, for sure. And, you know, there are a lot of people that don't think on the square is accessible, you know, for lunch or dinner. And so we wanted a space that was very, very accessible. And we'd seen what Duck Rabbit had done for Farmville and Mother Earth had done for Kinston. And we wanted to see if we could do the same thing with Tarboro. And we were really fortunate. Uh, The town helped us apply for a $200,000 $200,000 grant based on job creation, building improvement, and double the investment. We have lots of investors people that live in Tarboro, and people that live in New York, and people that live in Atlanta, and uh, you know, a great team of people that are also dedicated to our town. And it has proven to be the tap room, certainly, where people can come in with their families, um, their parents. And just enjoy the Main Street and some delicious beer at the same time. I will, um, I'll just tell you a funny story. We um, were having a yoga class a couple Sundays ago that we try to do every Sunday at 2. And um, the Albemarle, which is our assisted living facility that's a couple blocks away, pulled up in their van with about um, nine 90-year-old-plus senior citizens who had come for a bruised cruise. And (laughs) they came into the brewery, and we talked about, you know, what um, the beers and and what we were trying to accomplish. And it was just really sweet because we had these young women, uh, you know, in their 30s practicing yoga. And then we had these senior citizens and then everything in between. And it was a, a special day for sure.
0: That's great. And you've got your kids in the business, too. How old is Cynthia now? She's 13. 13, yeah.
1: She works caterings and... She'll do anything for a dollar. She loves a dollar. Or two. Or two. Yeah.
0: Okay, so now here we go, Inez. We're going to triple down on Sound palette. I want you to pair a beverage from TCB with one of your signature dishes from on the square with a piece of music. And how does it all go together?
1: So this dish that I'm recommending is why I married my husband. He made it for me when we were in New York, and I knew then I was going to (laughs) be his life partner. So the dish is his wild mushroom ravioli that is drizzled with jus de poulet, a fancy word for chicken reduction, chicken juice reduction and truffle oil and I pair it with the downtown Abbey which is our Belgian double. It's this rich, kind of malty uh, we brew it with real Belgian candy sugar so the sweetness isn't there in taste but definitely in aromatics and so you have this dish that has all these rich ingredients like truffle oil and jus de poulet and mushrooms and ricotta Mm. and you pair it with this rich beer and I, I couldn't enjoy this until its fullest if I didn't have uh, one of my favorite bands is U2. And this song, Electrical Storm, the first time I had it was Stephen and I were traveling in France in 2002. And the song kept playing uh, on the radio. The French were blasting the song all over the radio. And I said, I think they're talking about September 11th. Why do you think that? And I said, because they said, if the sky can crack, there must be some way back. And that song just gave me incredible hope for, you know, my heart to become whole again. And so we got back to the States, and I never heard it again. And like five years later, somebody at the restaurant had brought a U2 CD, and it came on. I was like, that's the song! (laughs) That's the song I've been wanting to hear again forever.